0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Mac with the double biceps, it is in the contract on legal requirement every single time we appear on camera, this is the Daily Combat Podcast, welcome to the show, the co-host, co-founder, co-breather of air, co-wearer of clothes, in this very room it is in fact the master of a disaster, the king of sting, the count of Monte Cristo, It is, in fact, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. It is, in fact, Dave, Dave Stockbridge, Stockbridge, welcome to your own show.
1: Thank you very much for that very, very warm introduction, Hollywood, Matt Connolly, as always, (laughs) and uh, we have a very special guest with us today, Nora Schultz, who is legitimately a world champion, and I think our very first world champion here on the Daily Combat podcast, so uh, congratulations, well done, and welcome to the podcast. Thank
2: you so much. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> <incredible>. <laughs> Well, we've we yeah.
1: never had the chance to do one for a world champion before, so oh, I felt oh, yeah. like, you know, it was yeah. worth rehearsing.
0: That's right, it? that's yeah. right. Yeah. Did I get every line correct? <laughs> uh, uh, you did well. You did I'll take it off, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Master of Disaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and do, you, do you have a fighter's nickname? Like, is it like Nora the... Mm. The disaster you know what they
2: used to call me Nora Kimura because there's, oh, a, there's a shoulder lock called the Kimura yeah, but fantastic. I don't really actually do them all that much so <laughs> uh, it doesn't really doesn't it's not really stuck so. and well, she's
0: Nora got a hook she's, don't she's going for the Kimura she's <laughs> definitely going. it's in work. her nickname yes arm bars you oh damn <dear>. uh, right. <laughs> we prepared <laughs> for yeah. weeks yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, gotta, you gotta get them somehow right that's right so you're
1: kind of part of that that wave at the moment that's happening in the world of BJJ where it's it's kind of exploding in popularity before our very eyes very much like UFC did 10 or 15 years ago and it's really becoming its own thing outside of the MMA world and how does that feel being an athlete that's kind of risen up during this time and is now kind of enjoying BJJ being its own thing and not Mm. just a pathway to MMA
2: it's so cool because it's just coming up you know like I feel like at this point you can start it like even late as, like, an adult, you mm-hmm. know? Like, like you can be 18, 20 years old, whatever, and still sort of get to a good level. What about 45? Uh, <laughs> I mean... It's all over. Anything's possible. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, 45, that's really the new 20, isn't mm. it? It's At the end of the day. <laughs> Matt's hoping, yeah. <laughs> no, it's super cool. I feel, I feel like it's an awesome sport that's just growing now. Obviously, we've been carried along by the UFC. Like, there's a lot of new spotlight on the sport just because, you know, it's brought out there. So so it's a really exciting time and mm. I, I feel like it's cool to be part of that wave. Yeah. yeah so if, if you'd go that far, I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think really very much so
1: you're part of that wave. And certainly as a as a world champion after all. I mean it, so what what got your interest when it came to the sport? How were you first introduced to the sport and stumbled across it?
2: I was new in Adelaide. I didn't really know anyone. I, I, it was just the the first couple of months I like sort of was like a little bit slow on making friends because everybody seemed to just have their tight groups and whatever. Yeah. And then uh, somebody invited me along to go to a jiu jitsu class and I was like, ah, whatever. Like I don't even know what this is. Mm. I'll put on the weird kimono, whatever they <laughs> wear. So, <I> mean, <laughs> just a bunch of sweaty men in. A in room. That's okay. I'll, I'll just go. I'll so that was that was
1: your options. So I could stay That's at home thought, or sweaty yeah. men Absolutely and we went, oh, start oh, yeah. choking people
2: out. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, that sounds fun. I didn't
2: even know it was going to be choking. I was oh, like, oh some sort of martial art, whatever. I'll just go. Yep. You know. Uh, then I went, and it was indeed. A very big sweaty kimono and like <coughs> lots of men. <laughs> and um, there were girls as well and everybody was really lovely and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is sort of fun, you know. Yeah. Just tried it out a few times and then I went again and again and then I was hooked. Mm. I was like, this is fun, I'll do this. Kind
1: cool. of found your tribe. And yeah. and, and, and found. And did you find it empowering then all of a sudden being that person that you just know you could pretty much take anybody out? Eventually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah took a little bit of time for that.
2: I, I, I think in the beginning I didn't really realise that it was going to be like uh, such a such an expression of movement and like such a powerful thing where I actually feel like I'm you know I'm using my body to control somebody else that's like still wild to me but uh, I started competing pretty early and that was awesome because I was like oh, I've, n- I've never done anything like this before where it's literally just one versus one And whoever does better, they come out on top. So that was a cool experience to me. That was really awesome. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing.
0: And uh, so what was the experience like the first time that you actually walked in? And they said, here, Mm. did you have to wear a gi first time? Or did they just say, just wear Some sweaty dude's gi. (laughs) 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 Wear this. Just (laughs) ring it out. Hang on. (laughs) Um,
2: Well, this was actually pretty close to here. Just Ah. like a little place in the city, which was a normal gym upstairs, Mm -hmm. but like a... Basement area mm. like with like Real just dungeon Secret mats, door mm-hmm. yeah. And you had to <laughs> be Buzzed in You'd Go <laughs> oh up really? the stairs Through the gym And then go back down And it was oh. like Half construction area And my buddy just took me in and Wow like, Okay And they, they had this Actually massive kimono This gi wow. on, the, on the hangers there And they put me in it And I just sort of Tied the belt four times <laughs> Around my waist <laughs> And I was like Okay We're doing this now <laughs> and you know there were like maybe like six seven people there it wasn't big or anything and no like formal class structure or whatever everybody just hung out and did their thing and we sort of learned a technique and then we rolled a little bit mm. and yeah like Amazing. good experience yeah. you know, i went back
1: yeah mm-hmm. and and so it, as you've kind of progressed um uh, ha- who are you training with now and where are you finding inspiration? And mm-hmm. I guess when you start getting to a real elite level, you start to have to look for the right coaches and be in the uh, right environment. And uh, how's that progression been for you?
2: Mm. I'd like to call cool because everybody sort of trains together, there's mm-hmm. like a good community where you can cross train a lot. So I ended up um, training out of a different gym because they were more comp oriented. Mm-hmm. They were sort of traveling for different, you know, tournaments and whatever. And that was really cool for me to have a group of people that were, you know, serious about competition as well. as just training. Yeah. I just sort of went over there and trained there a little bit. Um, now going to different gyms and sort of getting in training everywhere. But then I went to the US for a couple months. Um, wow. Just got back from there, actually. Wow. And that was really cool because obviously the, that's like the, the place to be, you know, the level is so high over there. Yeah. And it's just awesome training with professionals. Like, it was a yeah. like crazy experience. Wow. And then, you know, like, everything's online now as well. There's so much just content that you can um, just view on YouTube or mm. like all the <laughs> instructionals that you can, you know, buy and stuff. And like, everybody's got like just you know, good instructionals out there that you can just watch. So, really, like, all the knowledge is at our fingertips, which is so awesome because it's a new sport yeah. that you can go and just train with professionals in the same room and all the content is there. Like, you just really need to study it and then drill it and then start applying it. Like, everything's there.
1: Yeah. Wow. And, and so, you yeah, tell us a little bit more about that recent trip to America because it, it seemed that you, you went over there uh, to 10th Planet.
2: I went to B-team. Oh, B-team.
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah, oh, And, wow. and yeah, B-team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. – <laughs> <and laughs> well, One of the best teams in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite, not the name you'd imagine for – No, that's right. <laughs> well, they, they split
0: from uh, John Danaher's group and that's they right. formed their own thing and it was sort of like a little uh, stab at, at – the Danaher group to say, yeah, the Danaher Dead Squad to say, so oh, well on, we on. we'll make our own thing, and yeah, you'll call us the B team, <laughs> but <laughs> we're actually awesome. <laughs> <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And how did that opportunity come about?
2: Well, anyone can go really. Yeah. I, I knew some people over there, so it was, you know, with all the different gyms that I was going to check out, that was sort of the first one that I got to, and I was going to check out different gyms, but sort of just ended up there because it was so cool. Mm. I was like, I'm going to make this easy for myself. I'm just going to stay here. But the whole reason I wanted to go over and train with, with the pros and just, um, see what the level is like over there was because I couldn't really gauge what the, what the girls were. Yeah. Um, like, like what the level really is. And here, obviously you have, um, like lots of people that are hobbyists and they do the sport and they, they train a lot because they, they want to be competitive, but no one that actually t- seeks it out as, as a career so much or maybe like a handful of people, you know, Yeah. Uh, especially with the girls because there's just less of us. Mm-hmm. So I went over and I thought, I'm, I'm just going to train for three months. I'm going to compete as much as possible and see, you know, how far off am I really? Like, how much is it going to take for me to, to make it to that top level? And uh, is it worth it? You know, like I, in my heart, I was already fully committed, but mm-hmm. I think it just still sort of took a little bit of confirmation for me to see, okay, like maybe I, maybe I, Will do this, you know? Yeah. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was it like? First first uh, experience You going over there, walking through the doors for B Team, and, and then they're like, So, have you done jiu jitsu before? And you like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I was hyping myself up. I was on the bus. First of all, nobody takes the bus in the US, right? So, I oh. so was already like, You know, didn't have a car. I jumped on the bus. I was like, You know, going the wrong direction first. So, I hopped off again. Luckily, I had enough time. So, I'd Jumped on the ride right bus, mm-hmm. made my way over there, and the pin on Google Maps was um, like right next to the building that I had to go to, and it was on Taco Bell. So <laughs> here am I, like circling <laughs> around Taco Bell, trying to see is there like a secret entrance somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are there any signs? I couldn't uh. find it. Uh. And then you know, like ten minutes later, I'd m- been walking around the entire like area. All of a sudden, I find this little pop up sign, like <laughs> just an A frame. I'm like, oh, that's it. Okay, uh. of course, <laughs> walk in. It can. So it's like a speakeasy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's, you gotta know yeah, it's somebody. Exactly, you gotta exactly. solve three riddles. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have a certain key card. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Finally made my way in. I had had myself up. I was like, okay, I'm doing this now. This is fine. Like, <laughs> like, this is gonna be cool. Walk in. Lovely people at the front desk. Lovely people right on their mats. Everybody just got me going straight away. I was almost a little bit late at that point. So I just changed and jumped into class straight away. And it was just cool. You know, honestly, like, so simple, so easy. And they obviously. Um, I think the rule was blue belts up. So usually, you know, you have a little bit of experience already. You sort of know how the training works. Mm. Now they're opening up to white belts. So okay. really, at this point, anyone can go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but at that point, you know, and because my friends were there, I sort of just latched onto them straight away and mm. I was pretty
0: easy. What ranking were yeah. you when you got there? A purple belt. Okay, yeah, great. still pretty fresh. Yeah.
2: But um yeah, that was good timing I think going as a right. purple belt Yeah. Was it this
0: white, blue, purple, was that mm, right? Yeah, yeah and the, brown and then black. the brown black. Right. Yeah, yeah right. So you, you were yeah. You, yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 I'm sort of in the middle there, which is nice, right. you know. Perfect. Like like you can make mistakes and it doesn't really matter. Right. You know, like it's still, you know, everything's easily forgiven. I'm a perfect mm. I don't need to know anything, right. you know? <laughs> but I'm already at that level where people sort of like, oh, she's been around for a little bit. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so yeah. good. That's cool. Yeah. I love that there's a whole
0: bunch of YouTube videos of, of like black belts that will go to other gyms and like put a white belt on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then they just destroy yeah. everybody, but pretending so that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> totally, <yes. laughs> and they're like, they like, the coach will be like, Mate, are you black belt or not? It's like no one knows how to do that sweep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> so maybe tell yeah. us a little bit about your journey of becoming a world champion. Like, how, how did all of that kind of unravel and become a become a thing?
2: Mm, well, I sort of became serious about competition step by step, really. I, I did one, I won. And then I did another one, and I won. And I was like, oh, no, somehow I'm this is, like, working out well. Maybe I'm <coughs> going to keep going. And then I did, like just kept doing well i had a few losses in between that didn't feel so good and i was like this really sucks like like losing sucks more than winning is fun i Mm. think Mm. and then and then i just kept training and kept i'm just like committing myself to getting better really it wasn't so much about winning it was always about getting better
0: yeah
2: and then once i got to the u.s and i felt like i was actually doing a lot better than i thought just in the in the training room i felt like everything was going to be different. My expectation was I'm just going to be absolutely flogged. Like, I'm going to feel like I don't know anything. Mm. But really, they do the same things. they just do them better. So it was, like, really interesting seeing that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, I just need to learn more and then I'll be that good too eventually, hopefully. Mm. You know, like, obviously, there's there's something about skill and timing and power and all that sort of stuff. But really, Mm. you just learn more and then you get better. I think Mm. that's cool about that um, sport because it's so skill-based.
1: Mm. And did um, you feel like it really accelerated you once you're in that room and in that environment, mm. surrounded by those people? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And
2: they give you such, prof- like, Profound answers to everything you do. So w- if I. If it's I just a man d- in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> if, I don't know profound's <laughs> the right <laughs>
1: word. He <laughs> <laughs> just dishes out the, the wisdom. Arm um, <laughs> yeah. um, um, bar <laughs> yeah. I was watching you shoot go with. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Come on I <now>.
2: don't <laughs> that's not how the guys coach you over there. When you go and compete, they, they sit on the side and they're like, look for the underhook here, get your butterfly hook in, change your hip angle, go to this sort of position. And it's like, that's just so calm. It's uh. like, I think that's really how their brains work. Yeah. They just know
0: exactly mm. what to do. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, you, yeah. when you see, like, someone like John Denner uh, coaching from the sidelines and it's just, he, he'll just say one thing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll be it's like, so under hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we hit. yeah, and that's like the one thing he says for a minute, you know. And then the other coach is yelling and screaming, and then he'd be like,
2: know, "So much d- yeah. quiet power, right?" That's what he'd be yeah. like, <laughs> <Nima."> <laughs> you know, whatever. It's just,
0: it's, it's just it. uh. he knows what to give. uh And uh, uh, obviously, you can see that transition with B team that they have mm. that sort of similar philosophy, where it's like, I'm not going to just say a lot of bunch of stuff i'm just going to give you the information that you need right then real
2: technical advice exactly
1: was there a moment when you started feel like i I could i can hang with these guys i'm I'm maybe world class maybe Uh, i can no i I can't hang with any of those guys (laughs) now. no (laughs) No. (laughs) the the gap
2: is that big (laughs) but then i was surprised when i got to worlds and i didn't have any expectation for myself i thought i'm just gonna do this now you know whatever happens is going to be the best thing for me at this point in my journey Mm -hmm. and then it just you know, worked out so well. And I was like, okay. So maybe there is a difference between fighting an adult male Mm. You know, yes. maybe in the training room, there is it's a bit of a like point slight, where slight I, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to win this one. I don't know. A yeah. world well, <laughs> class male 50 kilos <laughs> exactly, heavier. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. like
1: roughly the equivalent of trying to uh, arm, arm wrestle a
0: gorilla. That's you pretty, pretty know, much it. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I feel like that's what you do all day, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, I get on the table with guys like this in the corner. Here. <laughs> <laughs> off camera, we've got Josh yeah. Barker, one of one of Australia's best arm wrestlers. We we'll might have a talk with him after, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. The level when you're surrounded by people that are at a championship level and you might feel like you're just absolutely getting destroyed. But when you go against somebody that's not <laughs> of that caliber and they're like, oh my God, you're, how are you so good? And it's like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm getting destroyed constantly. But it's because you're always being humbled and always trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas somebody who's in like maybe a big fish in a small pond and they're you know they're beating most people, uh, they're not going to improve as rapidly as somebody that, you know, especially when you've got literal world champions teaching you everything. Right yeah. right. And they, are they training twice a day there?
2: Mm, so there's three classes. Most of the pros do do the noon session, and then some of them would do the evening session. Everybody's sort of got their own training schedule, but there's three classes that you can do in a day.
0: Mm, yeah. Nice. And so leading up to the Worlds, uh, you decided... I'm, that's my target, that was my goal, I'm going to go for that. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. And, and is that like a tournament structured, like a round-robin or a knockout? or mm,
2: Not a round-robin, it's a okay. knockout. Yeah, okay. yeah, So if you win, you advance basically and then there's a few rounds until you get to the finals.
1: And, and yeah, you just wouldn't it. lose yeah. and so kept progressing. Is that yeah. how it went? <laughs> <laughs> you just won't lose. <laughs> 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 just give her the trophy. It yeah. <laughs> was so
2: fun. It was honestly such a good day. It was great. And, and where was that held? That was in California, in Anaheim. So we traveled with a little group of of people that were competing. Little people. (laughs) (laughs) Little people. A little group of little (laughs) little people.
0: (laughs) Were there seven of them? At a time where uh, Disney World is, so yeah, yeah. was, yeah, was like it held there? there? Was, was the convention center in Disney World? Nice. Uh, the two things. Everything that's else right. just
2: palm trees and long alleys. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So
0: on the day of the World Championship, so you, you've walked in. Um, it, was it a division of uh, purple belt division or? Yeah. Uh, so right. you
2: you can do your weight division off your belt level, and then you can do the open weight if you win a medal in your division. So if you make it far enough, then you get to qualify to like the open. Absolute sort of championship, right? And And did you know any? all happens on the same Did you
1: know any of your competitors? No,
2: I didn't, but Mm. I watched heaps of footage on them because Uh they had competed before most of them. I think everyone but but two. Out of the seven that I had, they like I could watch footage on them. So that actually helped because I got to prepare a little bit. So,
1: so when you're looking at footage of, of a competitor, like with MMA, they're kind of saying, oh, well, that, that's the, he's a stand-up fighter, so I'm going to do this, or uh, he's a grappler, so I'm going to kind of play this game. But w- when it's BJJ, what are you looking at in terms of holes in your opponent and ways to get through that? Uh, what, what are you looking for?
2: That's a good question, yeah. I mean...
1: Thank you. I've been <laughs> 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 practicing that one.
2: Five, five <laughs> points for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, t- so true, actually. I mean, when you when you when you look at a at the start of a match, usually either they wrestle or they pull guard. And uh, super like common amongst all the girls is that they pull guard straight away. So they basically get their grips and they sit down, yep. and then they either you know play on their back and. Tr- start to entangle you or whatever or they look for like a quick sweep or like an open guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um so my big question was, is this girl someone that's gonna wrestle me or is this girl someone that's gonna pull guard? Mm. Because ideally I wanna, you know, get to my positions as quickly as possible, right? So I was I was just looking at those two distinctive Measures, basically, on on the girl. And then, other than that, you know, if I could find a pattern say somebody's really good at Kimuras, for example, I'd just make sure that I watch out for kamuras. But because it's a tournament, you don't look into the person as much as you would for maybe, like, a super fight where it's just one person. Like, really, because you don't really know who you're going to get, right? Like, if if the person wins Mm. um, and advances, you know, like... Or uh, the other way around. If, if another person wins, then yep. m- basically ma- you might have just prepared for the wrong person sort of thing. And mm, yep. I did not look at everybody. It was more, um, you know, who had already won before, who did I think was going to do really well, you know.
1: Mm. And, so and was there a lot know. of footage out there about you? So did you have any advantage mm, or... N-
2: no, mm. because I think the main trip platform everybody would be looking at is Flow Grappling. Uh-huh. And, and I had done maybe like, oh, maybe like three or four fights or whatever that would have been streamed on that platform. So there wasn't much on me. And they seed you like the day before, and I was seated like sort of in the middle, like a little bit on the lower end Yeah. because I just hadn't done that much, you know. That's my first experience over there. So
1: you were like this mystery that Hmm. they didn't know much (laughs) about, they couldn't prepare for, they seated you down here. So you were under the radar, Mm. and then you came through and bloody took it out. I I think
2: there was no one else that had travelled two worlds in my bracket. Like, everybody was just in the States already. There were a mm-hmm. few that had moved there years ago to train, but other than that, like, no one truly international. Wow. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, it makes it easier for me to scope them out yeah, and not sure the other right. way around. Yeah, <laughs> right. So,
0: yeah. um, your game, is it more that you will do er, – you're very well-rounded or you're a bit of a specialist? Do you have, a, like, a top-down top, top down game or you – so if somebody is pulling guard, you're like, that's exactly what I want you to do. That's exactly yeah. what I want them to do. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is nice
2: because many of the girls actually want to be there, right? So right. they're playing their strong suit, b- but also giving me my strong suit yeah. at the same time. So that's great for me. You know, Did you
1: like develop that for that reason or uh, mm, or is no, it just I what you naturally that just fell came into naturally, anyway? just yeah. Interesting, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I've been trying to work on my guard. Obviously, I'm trying to make my, my game more well-rounded and like be good in all the different positions. Yeah, But that's sort of what I gravitate to mostly mm. yeah.
0: so you'll get top position and then you're looking to pass get mm-hmm. mount go for armbar, something like that
2: yeah i love the back oh that's and getting that's the back usually yeah. where, where i like to go to yeah. awesome yeah. <laughs> <When> somebody <laughs> rolls
0: over trying to escape or yeah. get position and mm-hmm. you're like that's get back here like, you <laughs> fell into the trap <laughs> 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 and i kept i kept yeah. getting top position uh and just getting swept constantly mm. it takes so long to <laughs> develop that balance and not realize yeah. that you've shifted your weight slightly too far that way and the person on the bottom feels that and they just whip and you <laughs> 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 well, you know what you're on your back god damn it those long limbs <laughs> that's <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> work for you that's right <laughs> yeah, the guy that I was training with was like 130 kilos and so oh, wow. he would, when, he would, when he would get on top of you he just you don't have to tab out. You couldn't breathe. <laughs> like it's, <done>. it's just <laughs> sitting on Submission your chest. Submission by suf- suffocation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally couldn't breathe. Like. Yeah. It's like, wow. I haven't even got you in you know, anything. It's like, I can't, I can't breathe. Get off. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. So you'd start from the knees and yeah, you'd yeah. go, okay, go. And just overpower him sort of thing. Get top position and mm-hmm. then... F- Two seconds later, I'm on my back, and I was like, "God damn it, not again!" a sort of feeling, right? <laughs> when yeah. somebody does it over and over to uh, you again, and different ways, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's mm-hmm. like because you're like, okay, he did that last time, so, the- yeah. and then it goes the opposite. You're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of, of all the oh, people that you have rolled with now,
1: like, is there somebody that's just kind of gone? You've kind of gone. Oh, that's that's really that's another level or mm. that's that I, I can't believe that somebody can do that is, is there anybody like that that you've stumbled across this year yeah yet?
2: yeah all the other guys over there that are professionals that are like training like that and especially the ones that let me work like when I roll with them you know some some are like okay this is my game like I'm just gonna you know do my thing as I usually do but some of them they they sort of let you work they give it a little inch and then when you feel like you're getting close to getting something good they just effortlessly put you back to (laughs) where you belong (laughs) you know like that happened just like so much to the point that you think you don't even know anything you know and then you roll with someone brand new and you're like oh i actually feel like i know something you know (laughs) but like that emotional experience of having both ends of the spectrum all the time just you know yeah. Yes, me. Well, yeah. Do you
1: find yourself just rolling with like the bigger guys usually because that that's the the greater challenge? Or in here in Adelaide, are there many girls kind of of your standard that you kind of feel a? kind of of that level that it's competitive and you're learning something from that?
2: Mm. I train with a few girls regularly, but they're all still pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like with the guys, it's um, it's just as good the training. Like I don't feel like I necessarily need to roll with girls all the time because the guys, they they might be a little bit stronger than me. Or like a lot stronger than (laughs) me. But but they have just as technical answers as the girls would. And it just makes me push harder and, you know, try and go through that strength barrier. And then also adapt my game, which is interesting because you're not always gonna fight someone in your white division, right? So sometimes it's just a bigger person and then you have to work out a way around that. And there's also plenty of little people, you know, to train with. So I feel like I get I I have good training partners. Mm. Like over there, but also here. Like, it doesn't really matter so much.
0: Mm. What was it like getting your hand raised as the world champion?
2: Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. It, it felt like it was over so quickly. I, I did my division first and I only had three matches there to gold. And I think I had, like, a minute and a half mad time total. Wow. So it would just all sort of just happened. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And then I signed up for the absolute division for the open weight. And then there was an hour and a half break. And we wow. just all sat down. And we sort of talked about it. And I said, like okay. And my friends that were there, they had all lost their matches straight away. So they... they they were super excited for me, but they mm. um, didn't have anything else to do for the rest of the day. So mm. all of a sudden, I felt like I just had this massive cheer squads. And they were <laughs> like, okay, we're going to get you ready. We're gonna, you're going to do the open way too. And then those matches became progressively harder. But then at the end of that, when everything was done, and I was like, oh, wait a second, I just... Double golded? How does that even happen? (laughs) That that was like that was insane, and I just could not get that thought into my head. Mm. And you know, then the entire evening, super excited, also exhausted. We went to bed early. Mm. I was still like buzzing a little bit, but we didn't go out partying anything. And then went to bed. Next morning, I wake up. I'm like, I can't believe that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Was that me? And then then (laughs) by the end of the day, I was like, okay. Okay. You, this is you what know, you th- hop on the plane, you go home, like you got to unpack, you, <laughs> you got to sort out the day de- so you can go back training the next day and whatever and everything. It was just normal and everybody started feeding me up again and I was like okay, <laughs> <and> <laughs> nothing's changed. Like really yeah. like this is just the same. Did you thing. go
1: through any period where you just walked around with your medals just just in public <laughs> just
2: clinking like yeah, that? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just
1: waiting for people to say, "Hey, what's no, that for?" Well, as it turns not. out, I'm <laughs> double champ. Yeah, uh, well well world champion oh, like, <laughs> At the end of the day nobody cares. <laughs> 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 it's
2: like Jesus. Such a That's cuz you're not wearing them (laughs) in in
1: the
0: the UFC Tim Sylvia won the heavyweight championship belt Mm. and he literally wore it non-stop (laughs) everywhere he'd wear it around his house like it was any time you saw him he had that belt on he would
2: have put so much work into that and probably just could not like is that it (laughs) did you take it off that's right I (laughs) can't believe somebody Uh. could be like that um, outrageous (laughs) outrageous. (laughs) let me take that moment, we we'll can talk about what I'm seeing. <laughs> That's uh, you, isn't
1: it's it? Especially don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, a saintly version of me. Yeah,
2: it's so good. <laughs> it's actually so good. I would hang that up in my living room. Yeah, my my <laughs> wife wouldn't. Uh, yeah, she, she, uh, yeah, she didn't me. like the idea
1: as much. It was, it was, a, cha- it was a charity au- <laughs> a charity auction, and
0: uh, I think uh, that yeah, the painter. What, how did it, how did that story go?
1: Oh yeah, well I I I I, I, I was. An auctioneer at a charity auction, and um, and we, uh, we the artist. There was a quite a high reserve on it, about eight thousand dollars, and i't oh no, sorry, four thousand dollars, and uh, and so I'm calling the auction, and nobody was bidding. So I threw in a bid here, and the other lady that invited the artist, out of embarrassment, she bid it as well, and so we're bidding back and forth, yeah. and we get to about eighteen hundred dollars, and. Uh, Oh, the bids with me, ladies and gentlemen. We'll we call it out three times and then i think, we'll just pass it in and move on.
0: Yeah.
1: First call, second call, third call, bids with me, no further bidding then. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the artist came and tapped me on the shoulder and I said, that's okay. You, you can just sell it. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want the main thing <laughs> but anyway uh, you know sold for charity and sold to me uh, $1800 and then and she said oh what do you, what do you want and I said oh you know whatever you know what, what do you do and she went well I really like doing like Greek iconography and I went oh okay that sounds good and so she said "Oh, so I'll just do something for you I said sure and that's what turned up
2: oh, wow that's amazing <laughs> I love it yeah.
1: So great! <laughs> <laughs> she did well. Yeah, she's an amazing artist. She yeah, well. she she really is. You know, if she had a better subject, it might be a better painting as <laughs> yeah. well. But so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you see a like a, a future where you might turn pro? Like, is that on the cards? Yeah. Is that something you'd like to do? Is dedicate your life to the craft in some way, shape, or
2: form? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm 25. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm gonna give it another couple years mm-hmm. and just see how far I can take it, and then. Move on to something different. I feel like I'm not going to be in this for the rest of my life, but I'm going to, like, just hammer it as hard as I can for this time. Excellent. And I'm going back to the US and just going to learn more and try and see how far I can take it. Yeah. And,
1: and you were mentioning May might be that window. I'm going in heading May. Back? Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. fantastic and and going back to the b team yes yeah fantastic and and uh and and then what's the aspiration go back to worlds and dominate again or
2: do it again next year yeah Yeah. i mean the expectation is now that i can you know perform well again i guess yeah at the next level it's just going to be a matter of you know how much can i improve and who shows up on the day and all that sort of stuff but uh, but you know i'm generally enjoying it it's not about getting to a certain point it's about you know, just, like, progressing from day to day. So it's just a, a good ride right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now,
0: h- how did the, the matches go with your – do you remember each one? Do you have a special mm-hmm. – you're you trying to set up – where you said you go for the back usually with a, a rear naked choke, mm-hmm. but uh, how did you go in that tournament? Mm-hmm. Do you remember a couple of the finishes that you got?
2: Yeah, so three of them were – naked chokes <laughs> back, yeah. And then, Keep and then <laughs> there was a mounted triangle. There was an armbar. Mounted triangle? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That was cool because somebody was coaching me. There was a guy from Melbourne, actually, who was ah. competing it as well that day. And we had all sort of travelled together. And he was on the sidelines. And I was in the finished locked up position for the mounted triangle but i couldn't really cinch it up tight enough to to really get the finish you know like i was uh, almost there but she wasn't quite tapping Mm. and uh, and i was like sort of looking up to him and he said turn your body sideways and walk your hands around to like go to her legs. And I started walking the wrong way and he's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to do And then I walk around the wrong re- the right way and she taps and I'm
0: like,
1: okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I kind of feel, I feel sorry for that girl <laughs> hearing that going, oh, yeah. no. <laughs>
0: well, no, that oh, is the right insane. way. It's getting looser for me. Keep yeah. doing yeah. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yeah. well, amazing. Um, so okay, you have three, three rear
0: naked chokes, mounted triangle. That's
2: okay, so an armbar, a kimura. Um,
0: What's that? That's f- six. I think it's one. One to go. Oh, was there
2: another one? What was there? Um,
1: and did you have to fight yeah. through to the submission, or or was
0: it time? I didn't have to. It could you have. You just gone got them. To
2: points, but I got to the submissions. Yeah, every time. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's all yeah. you want to see. Yeah.
0: I hate. I hate points. It's like I yeah. don't want to see the match finish. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the most exciting part, isn't it? Absolutely. What rule set did they? play that under
2: that was abjf rule set so you get the standard points um from like the traditional rule set i guess like i i think adcc is like the big counterpart to that where Mm. it's a little bit harder to score and if it's like relatively easy to score and then i think seven minutes is what i had on the time so Mm -hmm. seven minute matches yeah what what do you think
0: of the EBI rules
2: Mm, interesting i had one EBI match when I was in the US, yeah. and I, I'm really glad that that didn't go to overtime because we right. were drilling a lot of overtime, and I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like yeah. It seems very artificial. It's cool in its own way, mm. Like, I f- and I feel like it can be very entertaining to watch. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, li- I like them all. They're just right. very different rule sets to prepare for.
0: It is, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. EBI, uh, Eddie Bravo, um mm. invitational mm. rule set. You always get a finish, but yeah, if it does... Um, go through the time period uh which is a standard match uh, and nobody has has won then they'll go to like an overtime sort of period where somebody will start in say a web position if the other person escapes then it's like the other per- they swap positions and if you get out before they did you're the winner yeah um so yeah and obviously it, if you sub them you swap positions and it's like can they sub you faster so yeah yeah but, mm. uh, yeah There's always a finish, and it it is uh, they've gone for that entertainment side.
1: It's really interesting, as a lot of these sports kind of a lot of these martial arts emerge into or evolve into sports and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden viewership and sponsorship money starts to play a a bit of a role and you start getting these modified rules sometimes for the benefit of the viewers and and you start to... Well, I guess that happened with the traditional sports some years ago like cricket and football and now you're starting to see it in the martial arts world where um, a lot of these changes are are done in order to make the sport more appealing to the people on the other side of the screen. um, so, w- what is the pathway for you to go pro now in the sport? Do you think
2: it's a really blurred line? We mm. don't have the Olympics, we don't have the UFC. You don't really sign with anyone mm-hmm. like that, you know. Like, I, I guess people go to one. That they would sign for grappling matches and whatever, yeah. but um, ADCC is really the big one. So mm-hmm. what I just did, the world championships under Abidajeev, they're cool. That's important, but it's not where like the future of the sport lies. Yeah. the future of the sport is in ADCC. So there you win trials, which are regional. So you basically compete for the continent that you that you live in. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do them here. I have to go back to. Um, Europe because that's where my passport is from ah. yeah, so I do them in Poland at right. the end of the year mm-hmm. and then when you qualify you're the best person of that region mm-hmm. and then you go to the ADCC world championships basically wow. so that would be like you know gold standard yeah. for, for the world and that's open as well it's not by belt right. so you know like it's just y- I would be competing against like the top level black belts yeah, and wow. uh, so that's like a different sort of journey I guess yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Are so you, you so still rank purple at the moment mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah, so even the world championship <laughs> level. What do you What do you got to do to get, get a rank up here? Oh, I mean, like, it's so different. Like
2: like doing well in a competition is so different to like actually having all the knowledge that you need to sort of get to the next level i guess yeah, you know, yeah. that's fair that's yeah. fair <laughs> <laughs> <Eventually>. <laughs> so so
1: yeah. I, is a sponsorship a thing like mm. what wha- where's the sport at in terms of that like uh, is there yeah. a, is there a, a, a many athletes able to secure sponsorships so they can pursue mm-hmm. their dreams How, how's that going
2: yeah i think that's growing for yeah. sure yeah the top guys they can I, th- I think they all sort of support themselves through sponsorships these yeah. are them like uh, publish instructional so they they're basically teaching but like as like a video format Mm -hmm. um sponsorships are definitely a cool deal when i um first started doing super fights so i'd already competed a little bit and all of a sudden i did like the one versus one styles um that's where i i started being sponsored by hooks brand which is like a cool grappling clothing line basically so they've been supporting me since then that's been really cool Um, And other than that, really, it's just a bit of a journey to get there, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. but I think it's, it's growing. People are definitely doing it.
1: So when you get to America, you, uh, uh, do you have to work at the same time? Like, mm. how does how does all of that work for you? Like I'm this?
2: I'm gonna go on a tourist visa, so I'm saving yep. up money right now. And so then not,
0: not working at all, though. No, no, just to <laughs> definitely be very clear, not working. <laughs> to to any
1: of the authorities that may or
0: may not be listening. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely no one-on-one training. No. No, training no private lessons. No, no prize money. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it three months on the tourist? Is that how it works? Mm, yeah, I'm trying no. to
2: get on a two year one, but ah. even that is still a tourist yeah. one. Mm.
0: Right. Okay. You yeah.
2: Know. I'll go back and forth anyway. I'm going back to Germany soon because I'll do the trials for ADCC in Poland, and then. I'll stay in Germany for a little bit and then I'll go back to the US. So, it's, it's a little bit of back and forth, you know. Yeah. No, no, no proper settling down for me just yet. No, so where's home eventually.
1: for you now? Where, where do you feel homes, home is? Like you, You've just I mean, come back to, to Australia for a little while yeah. before you get back to America and yeah. then you're off to Europe. So, uh, where's family for you now? All
2: well, my family's back in Germany. Okay. Yeah, and I've lived here for four years, but now I'm packing up all my things, getting rid of all my stuff and then basically taking everything I own over to the US. Mm-hmm. So then I guess I'm just going to have to see how long I can stay over there and then maybe like start making Germany my base because then coming back here I'll be a tourist as well. So it just all gets a little bit tricky mm-hmm. right now just visa vi- wise and you know
1: and did yeah. you come to Australia as a student or how did, uh, how did mm, it come to Australia
2: I was a student back home and I came yeah. on an internship so ah. I basically got on the working holiday visas right. and I was working but I was a working holiday maker and then I did the second year and the third year mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody sponsored me to get a COVID visa uh-huh. where basically they kept you in for another year yeah. so you would work in the country really and, yeah. and, I, and I've just run out of all the temporary visas <laughs> <and> that's it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta go I'm um, yeah. looking <laughs> well, Canada oh, for a
0: while, um, and one of the guys that—that's oh, that the accent, then. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> what you're hearing here. <laughs> 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 is that <laughs> Queen's accent? <laughs> don't, don't go excited on that. Um, but one of the guys that because I was staying in a backpack, backpackers hostel, mm-hmm. and one of the guys there. Well, lost Ooh, the lost yeah. the microphone. Might give that a, a nice yeah. bit of a tighten there. Yeah, it's one of those windy ones.
1: I love it when we've got strong athletic guests. They just fix their own <laughs> shit up. This is, this is
0: great. It's all, right. oh, all right. We'll get there. Ooh, there we well done. There we can. Grab the hold of the TV, Dave, so it doesn't fall. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the studio right now. There we right? go. That, that's yeah. the way to do it. Stranglehold strength right there. Look at that. <laughs> Are we all good? Yep. It looks all right. Looks I think it looks all right. Sorry, guys. No, that's, yeah. no, that's not you. Not on the edge there. Yeah,
1: okay. We'll blame me. Yeah. I think I <laughs> might have put that up there. Um,
0: um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but there was a guy from Israel that, that was living there as well, and he had one of those same deals. It was like three months or whatever. But every three months, there was like a boat you could take, <laughs> <laughs> and it would go out to like an island, yeah. and then they would stamp your passport, and then he'd come back. And it was wow. like, I don't know, two-hour trip out, yeah. And then you could come back on another three months, and you do every three months, you'd go and do this oh, boat no trip way. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: just, got back in. Nobody ever asked yeah. any questions or whatever. Yeah. You just kept doing it. That's just right. It, let's yeah. go. Like four, four <laughs> years By or something. That <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or go yeah. to Canada and back. Yeah,
1: that's but it, it. It sounds like very definitely for you. In order to like, if if the future in sport works out that, the way that you'd like mm-hmm. it, it looks like America will be home for you.
2: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's where the training is just beyond everything else you know i think people get really good in australia people can probably get really good in germany as well mm-hmm. i think it really just catapults you onto the next level if you spend as much time as possible in a room with really just like good people yeah. and the thing is also that you just get your questions answered like you can really just walk up to anyone and say hey like i always have the same issue right here can you tell me what to do and instead of sort of working it out or asking you know, around Mm. and trying to find answers. They really just, they know so well. They're like, I'll just do this and this and this Mm. and that's going to give you a good option and then if you can't do that, there's two other follow-up options here. Mm. So I feel like I just learned so much by just being in that room. Mm. I'm going to try and be over there as much as possible, you know. Like I don't, I, don't think it's realistic for me right now to be there full time all the time. Mm. But it's just going to be a little bit of back and forth, and just try to make it happen as much as possible. Yeah. Well, you're
1: very definitely the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the more mm, time you spend you with those people, the yeah. mo- and the more time they spend with you. Now that you're mm-hmm. a dub- double yeah. world champion, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I'm uh, sure I can teach them. <laughs> <lessons. laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks so much for coming into the podcast, sharing hey, some I of your story, it. and and and, so and, and it's uh, just amazing. For us to have a, a, a world champion on our podcast, yeah. so for a very first one, so thank you very much. For being, hey, it's
2: been such being a there. pleasure and a privilege. Thank and, you.
1: And if people want to follow your journey and to see what you're up to, where can they kind of follow what's going on with in your world, mm, Nora?
2: All sort of on Instagram, that's like my main thing, Nora underscore Naomi my second name so yeah that's where everything happens
1: nora mm. Schultz, ladies and gentlemen double world champion and thank you very much for coming thank in and sharing you. your story well, with us fantastic. thank you thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we we'll look forward to hearing more from you very very soon absolutely right. we'll, we'll get you tuning in from the u.s when you get over there and, uh, yeah love we'll it do that. yeah awesome.
0: nora versus gordon ryan uh, super, super match, match coming up soon, Tune in yep. soon. confirmed official yep. you had it here first <laughs> <laughs>